Hello and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, we want to make sure you know how much we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and being a part of our podcast family. If you enjoy what we do, please take a moment to share your favorite episode with someone. It really does help our podcast grow. Okay, good morning everyone. And welcome. So good to see all of you here today. Are you ready for the canoe trip? I thought so. I know I'm ready. I think we're going to have wonderful weather today. Um, to answer your earlier question, the river travels about six to eight miles an hour by itself. Mm-hmm. So you can literally just sit in your canoe and let the current take you and you'll travel anywhere from six to eight miles down the river. Now, it's an eight-hour trip, so six times eight, thirty-six, we're actually about 35 miles north of our projected landing spot at the end of our trip. So, that in mind, it will take most of the day if you just lounge around and don't paddle at all to get to the bottom of the gorge and to the pickup spot. Now, the choice is totally up to you. We usually try and stay in a very tight group. And a lot of that's for safety purposes. But if you want to lollygag or you want to hurry up and get down there in a hurry, you can do one of two things. You can fall behind and go at your own pace. Or you can paddle like crazy and pick up five or ten miles ahead of us be the first ones to the bottom of the gorge. Like I said, the choice is yours. But I found a nice steady pace to the first stop-off point where we eat our lunch and then a nice steady pace here and there gets you down to the pickup spot in a reasonable time. Believe me, after about three or four hours in a canoe, you want to get to the bottom. <laughs> it's fun, but it's not that fun. <laughs> now, of course, these are waters that come from a higher elevation. So the river's quite cold, chilly, 
you can swim in it. There are little coves and sunny, warm spots that you could take a dip in if you get too hot. But you must be careful swimming or staying in the water too much. It'll suck and sap the energy from you. And you could become hypothermic. I know, you're fighting two things here. You get in the water, you could lose all your energy. And become exhausted. But if you stay in the canoe too much, you can get baked by the sun. And literally pass out from heat exhaustion. So it's important to keep a nice wet bandana around your neck to keep you cool. Drink plenty of fluids. Avoid drinking too much alcohol. You can have a few drinks, but space it out. And don't drink too much. Know your limits. And if the sun's getting too much, make sure you keep yourself covered. Use plenty of sunscreen. And a hat. A hat is a must. A hat will literally save your life out in nature. Just the glare alone. Cutting down on that so you can see further ahead. Keeping the sun off of your scalp. It's very easy to get a sunburn in your hair region and you don't even realize it. It's so painful to get a sunburn on your scalp. Believe me. Trust me on this. And last but not least, food. If you do feel yourself getting hungry, tired, exhausted, eat something. The fresh fruits we've brought along will give you more instant energy due to their sugar contents. The protein bars and the granola snacks that we brought will last you longer into the day. And we have some hot dogs and hamburgers waiting for us at lunchtime. You may not want to eat too much, and you don't want to eat too much. It's very uncomfortable canoeing on a very full stomach. But make sure you eat enough. Eat hearty and go to get a good, decent meal. I know I'm explaining all of this to adults. It's kind of silly sometimes. But I think we forget. I think we get in a hurry. We're feeling good. We think we don't need anything to eat. We don't need anything to drink. And then you let it go too long. And then you're in trouble. Then you can't drink enough or eat enough or get it in your body fast enough to make a difference, to get your energy level back up. You're just exhausted again and again and again. And the day gets longer and longer and when you're tired and you're canoeing even if you're taking a leisurely pace you can raise a blister very quickly from rowing 
and that usually comes from improperly using the oar. I know it's silly, but if you use an oar properly, you will not raise a blister. But if you're tired and you're letting your hands slide or not keeping it cinched properly in your grip, it'll start to rub back and forth and you won't even realize it. And the next thing you know, you have a very bad blister raised on your the palm of your hand and it's only going to get worse from there. So by all means, if you're hungry, eat. If you're thirsty, drink. Stay hydrated. Don't let the sun bake you. Don't wear yourself out playing in the water too much. Okay? Now, I think everybody has their boating assignments and their boating buddies. Most of you are in two-person canoes. Some of you are sharing a third person who is more of a non-participant just wants to go along for the ride all right do you have your canoe buddy with you there you go everybody hold up your hands there you go good yes and of course i'll be traveling with my friend the receptionist she's been through a lot and the last thing she needs is any more adventures on this open river so she's going to be a non rowing participant with me and Wes and our main intention is just to let her have a relaxing good time and not have to work too hard to entertain us what about the rest of you what are you looking forward to and expectations and what do you want to get from this trip? Oh, really? You want to hear more from Marvin? He does have a lot of adventures, doesn't he? The problem is separating reality from his fantasies. Come on, let's put our boats in and start traveling down the river. It's about time to get started. I know I could use a drink of water myself. So. I know I'm talking too much. I hope you don't mind. I just love Camp ASMR. I love bringing all of you down here for the summer, watching all of you as adults, having a second childhood, having your own set of adventures, watching some of you fall in love with nature, and some of you falling in love with each other. As we row down the river, slowly and methodically, closing down the miles, going around every curve, every turn, 
every rock that starts a ripple, every small, little, rough spot that causes the scariest looking little rapids. It's a harmless river, but you can let yourself get caught up in the adventure, can't you? As your canoe zips down through the racing rocks, as the rapids help speed up and shoot you through. It's a tame river, but for the novice, canoeist like ourselves it's a big adventure Huck and Tom Sawyer on their raft pushing their way punting down the great Ohio and Mississippi River adventures around every corner it's amazing isn't it how the mind takes you back to your childhood. Do you remember those TV shows that had time travelers, aliens, Doctor Who, Huck and Tom Sawyer, yeah, the six million dollar man fighting a robotic Bigfoot Evil Knievel doing another spectacular stunt jump on the wide world of sports. There was something simple and beautiful and crazy and unhinged about growing up back then. The good old days, do we dare ever call those times the good old days? Watching Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier arguing with Howard Cosell, a fight breaking out between the two most powerful boxers of their era and their handlers having to separate them. And you always wonder was it a put on? Was it a joke? Is it just pro wrestling? Soap opera? for the masses of men and boys watching and waiting between fights to see who was the true champion. Would Ali prevail? Would Frazier take the title back? I miss those days, but I also don't miss all the sadness, and the problems, and the horrible abuses that happened back then either. We were children then and we weren't in control. We were under a indoctrinated system of control that as adults we've helped unravel and dismantle. It's taken years. It's taken years. But I can finally see hope at the end of the tunnel that my grandchildren and my grandchildren's children 
will be growing up in a better world. A world not hampered by indoctrinated caveman stone age ethics and sense of morality and that a new dawn of reason and logic and science will finally prevail in the world as the world connects more and more in the information age just like this river flowing down through this valley like it has for thousands and thousands of years the information age pours data down 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 through the waters of the internet disseminating the good and the bad alike the rumors and the facts the truth and the conspiracies all together all at once And I wonder, I truly wonder, are we learning anything new? You could type anything into the search bar, a question, a math problem. You need a fraction. You need a conversion of money from dollars to British pounds. It's right there. You don't even have to look it up anymore. It's right there. All the data, all the facts, all the knowledge of our world. It's just a few keystrokes away. A literal volcanic eruption of lava flowing down like a river of facts flowing, flowing, flowing ever further down into the valley and filling up our coffers full of knowledge. It's almost impossible to retain all the facts, the stories, the anecdotes at our fingertips. I used to read World War II books, which were usually based on one man or one group of men's opinions on how Germany lost the war, or how the Battle of Stalingrad went down, why, or whether or not it was right or wrong to use the atomic bomb in Japan. Now with the internet, things become so much more clearer we can sort through all the various sources of knowledge and come up with a abundance of facts that point us in the right direction at the same time we learn things we never never knew things that were hidden from popular culture, things we weren't taught, things that were we were not exposed to, we were not ever supposed to know, or nobody thought it was worth knowing. And now these 
trivial or small things in the world loom large over us as we have to decide were they held back from us in the form of conspiracy or were they just deemed not important at the time. And we have to put these things in their rightful place. We can't punish ourselves for not knowing. They say ignorance is bliss. And they say ignorance of the facts is no excuse in certain cases. But I think in this situation, in this early age of information, with this river of knowledge flowing around us, we need to step back and give ourselves a break. It's so easy to be misled, to be fooled, to be drawn down into the sewers, the virtual rabbit holes of conspiracy and untruth, of popular opinion over facts, of consensus. You've got to open your eyes these days. You've got to open your ears. And you can't be afraid of learning the truth. Mm -mm. You can't be afraid. Of knowing and learning the truth. And it's right there at your fingertips. And you have every right as a human being to know the truth. Now you can delude yourself and think that your opinions or the opinions of others is the truth. You can Allow yourself to be indoctrinated and fooled into thinking you know what the facts are. And you can justify it any way you want. But in reality, in the real world, the facts are what the truth is. A very, very nice man said that once, then he said it again, and he kept saying it until many people started to listen. He kept saying, the truth is what the facts are, and that's undeniable. And you have to stop fooling yourself. Don't allow yourself to be suckered into going down those rabbit holes 
the water will flow in behind you and drown you. Sadly, I lost someone I knew for a long time. I lost them recently for just that reason. They started to believe in rumors, conspiracies, mystical, supernatural plots that supposedly existed. An overthrow of order that was going to somehow set mankind free from their liabilities and their responsibilities. And sadly, he was deluded. And none of the things that he believed in, well, where they weren't not, they were not only not factual, but they didn't come to be true. And in those lies, he was left holding the bag, both financially, spiritually, physically, a prisoner of his own beliefs, seeing no way out. He ended it. He gave up. And we lost him. And I tell you this sad story because I feel sometimes I didn't reach out hard enough that I could have talked to him, that I could have tried to dissuade him. But I think I was, I think my heart was hardened. I'd given up. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to hear it. So why talk? But I forgot another famous saying. That we need to keep talking. We need to keep communicating. That as long as we keep talking... It keeps that lifeline open. It keeps that channel of communication open. Since the loss of my friend, I have tried harder to reach out to those who I see or suspect are going down the same path. And I try to present them with the ability to see what they're doing themselves, not make them feel guilty, not make them feel dumb, and not try to stifle them with a bunch of facts. I try to point out 
do you see what you're doing? Is this really what you want to do? Do you see how this makes you look? Is this really the way you want to look? Is this really the way you see the world? And I also tell them I don't say this lightly. I lost someone I cared about. I didn't think they were ready to talk. I thought they're they were still angry and their their heart was hardened too, so I didn't reach out when they wanted to reach out to me. As I mentioned before, I my heart was hardened as well. And I didn't think they were ready to talk. But I realize now that I made a mistake. And I should have at least tried. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to talk to you. To reach out to you. And give you a chance to look at yourself. And is this the life you want to lead? Are you really doing the things in life you want to do? Are you being the best version of yourself? Or is your heart hardened too, like mine was? If we don't reach out and talk to each other, keep those lines of communication open. Try. Try. To make a better world. Then we're going to be stuck in the good old days. Right where we are. Stuck in the mud. Never progressing. Never moving forward. The good old days were fantastic watching Ali fight Frazier. Ali retaining his title from George Foreman. George Foreman surprising the world by knocking Joe Frazier out in like the second round. Like he like nothing. This man was a tank. And he fought with old style boxing vigor and moves. Who was this George Foreman? This mountain of a man. But I also remember the other good old days. And I don't even want to talk about them. I don't even want to talk about it. And I think you know what I mean. The beatings. The abuse. The put-downs. Keeping you in your place. Our little refuge in front of a TV set on a Saturday afternoon, 
while the adults were too busy to scream and yell at us. And we would jump on our bikes and run and hide in the woods and at our friend's house where the parents were away or their mom was nice and didn't care that we hung around. We all went through these things when we were young. The good old days. I think sometimes as adults, people can't escape that. They carry it with them. Right up till the day they die. I like to focus on what can I do to change things? What can I do to go forward? And I like to leave those days behind. And the way we do that is we keep learning. We keep talking. And we keep communicating. We let that river of knowledge continue to flow all the way down until we meet our destination. We meet the pickup zone. We meet that place where we are supposed to get picked up and taken back to safety. And we move on. We go forward to the next adventure. I hope you enjoyed our little canoe trip today down this river. I hope you keep the lines of communication open in your life. There are so many things that are happening right now. So many people suffering around you. So many people that could use a kind word and a helping hand. Don't be afraid to reach out. To say hello. To give a kind word to a stranger or someone you know is suffering. Be the better person. Be the better man. And help not only those that need it, but yourself. Make the world a better place. Keep moving forward. We can do it together. Don't give up on you, because you are unique and special, and I do love you just the way you are. This is a team sport. We don't get to the base to get picked up 
unless we work together. So let's get with it, team. We have a lot more rowing to do before our evening. And I am really enjoying the ride with you. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash Tirar de Huello. The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you 